Yeah, that's correct. So in addition to the standard operating procedures, you know, we formulate our own nutrient mixes and feeding regimens and really dial everything in on a per strain basis. But the, the whole goal is the scalability and consistency. So in order to do that, things need to be highly documented, as automated as possible, and just as consistent as possible from how we defoliate the plants to what we're feeding the plants, exactly how those schedules come to be, and then also in our, our finishing, curing, and processing. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Dustin Milner from Cream of the Crop. Dustin, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Well, it's my pleasure, actually. Cream of the Crop is a hot, hot California cannabis brand. I was anxious to talk to you when you reached out to me because, you know, there's so many brands in so many different states and some of them are crossing state borders and it gets really confusing. So I thought maybe to give our listeners some foundation, we'd start off by talking a little bit about being a manufacturer or being a brand or being a cultivator, vertically integrated company in California. Just give us an idea how complicated this is. I don't don't think people realize how complicated your job is. Yeah. California has a unique landscape. So there's cultivators, manufacturers, distributors, retailers, non-storefront retailers, which is basically delivery. And each of them have their own nuances and barriers of entry and and so forth, especially with how the licensing environment uh, in California is set up. Whereas you have a regulatory body that oversees all of California, but then they kind of leave it up to individual local jurisdictions, city to city on how they want to set up their own permitting processes and tax structures and all that kind of stuff. So it is definitely not super clear <laughs> or easy <laughs> by, by any means, but it's, you know, this is one of the largest economies definitely in the nation, but but also the world and has been a leader in cannabis since 1996. It's a lot of fun to uh, to really have a front row seat to it and to be participating at the level that we are. Yeah, for sure. And you guys are, I think you told me you started off in delivery, but then you were, your real expertise is in cultivation. You know, so maybe that's where we start the conversation today is we'll talk a little bit about your, your experience in cultivation and how that sort of dovetails nicely into your brand. You mentioned when you started off, you really were more in the, in the consulting range, but now you've taken it to a whole nother level. Maybe explain to our listeners where you are today. Yeah, our brand started in California back in 2016. So this was still in you know medical market. Okay. And our brand cream of the crop was established just based on really having high quality flour and really exceptional standards for the flour. And that ultimately came because, you know, we're consumers and we always wanted to have the best flour available to us. And so we needed to, you know, if you want anything done right, do it yourself. So we want to figure out how can we do this the best ourselves. And then in 2018, when things went wreck, we had to make a decision on how we're going to strategize our play in the rec market because that's when there's licensing, it's higher costs, it's a lot of barriers of entry. And so while we looked at cultivation, the barriers of entry, I mean, setting up cultivation is just a very expensive proposition brought with risk. Mm-hmm. And so we chose the distribution path. We said, well, we know some of the guys that are setting up cultivation, so let's go work with them, help them tweak and refine their processes so they can produce a level of quality that meets our brand standards. And let's focus on building relationships with retailers and ultimately with our end customers. So that's really where we started. And we just assumed that you know, we can, I, cultivation is one of the most challenging things to do in this space. So we figured that down the road, there'd be other opportunities for us to either acquire or manage or, 
what have you cultivations that could ultimately right. support the brand. And then lo and behold, about a year later, we identified a, a project in Desert Hot Springs that $25 million build, I mean, top of the line cultivation facility, but they were just really struggling. And we were able to bring our team, our standard operating procedures, and just our know-how into that facility. And within six months, we turned that facility around to where it was making over $340,000 of net profit a month. And we're just really able to turn it around. And then through that, you know, improves our supply chain for our brands. We're really able to bring our flour to the market in the way that we want to. And we pretty much just continued to evolve that since then to where now we have several clients that we do that for. Well, it must be working well because I read that you guys are the 17th best-selling flower brand in all of California. That's for for all brands, but the fifth best indoor-selling brand in all of California. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. That is well-deserved because... You know, you are in the most competitive state in the country. But I think it all starts with the cultivation and, and making sure that every aspect of that process is, is really tight. Now, do you do your own processing as well? Yeah, that's correct. So in addition to the standard operating procedures, you know, we formulate our own nutrient mixes and feeding regimens and really dial everything in on a per strain basis. But the, the whole goal is the scalability and consistency. So in order to do that, things need to be highly documented, as automated as possible, and just as consistent as possible from how we defoliate the plants to what we're feeding the plants, exactly how those schedules come to be, and then also in our, our finishing, curing, and, and processing. Yeah, I think you mentioned that the facility that you took over was a $25 million facility. So you wouldn't be doing that in a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> It's a 680 light facility that had some design issues and just frankly, a lack of really experience in that facility when we had taken over. So being able to bring our team in with the level of experience that we have and really prove ourselves at that scale, because it's one thing to run a 20 light grow or a hundred light grow or even a 200 light grow, but then to scale that up to where you're managing, you know, 680 to 900 lights and you've got 50 something full-time employees. And there's, there's a lot more inner workings that go into it to make sure everything happens succinctly and in the, you know, obviously right order and on time. And it clearly pays off because uh, your brand, like we mentioned, a cream of the crop brand name is, you know, one of the hotter brands in California right now. And I think uh, you mentioned that it's the quality or of your black line. Is that the line that has really caught fire? Yeah, that's our flagship. I mean, that's cream of the crop is the best of the best. It's it's there for people who really care about what they're putting into their body. They care about the cannabis experience. They care about consistency and flavor and a desired effect. On your website, you do a really nice job explaining what each of your products outcome or desired effect will be. I think that's going to be really helpful. Maybe just give us an idea as to what some of the things that people can expect with different products that you sell. Well, I think that's a really important point because if for a new cannabis consumer, if you walk into the dispensary, it's like sensory overload. There's so <laughs> many options and so many it products is, and it, it can is. be very overwhelming. So we have another product line called Cream of the Crop, the white edition that is really centered more on the person that's new to cannabis that maybe is unfamiliar with all the nomenclature and nuances and and so forth. So we try to make it as simple as possible by explaining what we expect the effect to be. And then that line is capped at 25% THC, because I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but when I was new in cannabis, the experience of getting way too high, and that's not a whole lot of fun. 
So we're trying to mitigate that for uh, the person that's new to it so they can find products that they feel safe and comfortable trying. It's great. I mean, it's great. Like if wanted to sleep, there's a product that's designed for sleep. Wanted to relax, there's a product for relaxing. I, I think it's really helpful for the consumer, and I think that's the bottom line. Well, let's talk about moving forward. You clearly are killing it in California. So what are your plans for moving forward? Yes, we intend to take the, the same model that we've built here in California and then extend that across the country. So we recognize that there's likely facility owners or investors or whomever it might be that have set up cultivation facilities and are potentially struggling to hit the returns or the profits that they want. And we can really provide a lot of value to those folks. We bring, like I said, all of the proven track record and experience for managing and operating successful, highly profitable cultivations. We bring our, our brand, which is growing in California and, and hopefully uh, will be growing across the United States here pretty soon. We bring a lot of the pieces to the puzzle that if it's somebody that's interested in getting involved in the space, but doesn't have confidence in their background or experience, or maybe uh, you know isn't seeing the outcomes that they want, we can provide a lot of value to those folks. I'm sure there's, especially given what's going on right now, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are second guessing their business strategy and they, you know, they're probably looking for opportunities to work with people with a lot of experience. So I think it may be a good time for you. As far as expansion goes, will there be a capital raise or is there opportunity for investors? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually in the middle of a cap raise right now into our holding company, which is Better Than Good Holdings Incorporated. So we are doing a raise into that entity right now to support the national expansion. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, we'll have all of your contact information or if investors want to reach out or people in other states that you know maybe want to consider working with this team. Geez, based on what you said, you are completely vertically integrated other than retail. You do everything. I mean, there's probably aren't many people with as much experience in this field as you are. So thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thank you again for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm a big fan of your show. So it's, a, it's an honor to be here. Well, that's nice to you to say. We'll have to do it again then. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, let me know. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.